Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Adi Bolaños in San Francisco. Northern California is expected to see another day of heavy rainfall, with some flood warnings extended near rivers in Mendocino and Monterey counties. And as the rain continues today, Californians across the state are cleaning up the messes left behind by the most recent wave of atmospheric river storms. Governor Gavin Newsom toured Capitola Village near Santa Cruz Tuesday, surveying the flood damage to small businesses there hit hard by storm surges. All this will be assessed, and obviously the state's intention, as is the federal government, is to help in the short run and the long run to be there for these businesses. KQED's Rachel Myro has the story. Melissa Serateno co-owns with her husband Caruso's Tuscan Cuisine in Capitola Village. I caught up to them wearing rubber gloves and masks, tossing rotting food into the trash. The place is closed until the power comes back on, which is to say, until further notice. But she insisted she's in a grateful mood. My husband actually sandbagged everything, so we were prepared. And basically all the windows that we had years ago, he sealed them all up because we've already been flooded in. Not once, but twice. A stone's throw from the beach, still covered with downed trees, like entire trees, not just branches. Serateno says she's grateful for the collective effort of local cleanup crews, too. When we first came down here, the day after, everything here was destroyed. We had neighbors, we had business owners, everybody was pitching in, cleaning up everything. And the public works people, they were amazing. They were making sure all the mud was out, making sure that all the water that was left behind was gone. I mean, this village doesn't look anything like it did the day after the storm. At the Sandcastle Cafe nearby, Ginger Lou says she's been lucky so far. Her power was only down for two days, but she's felt the love from local regulars just the same. People step by and then they uh, care about us and then ask, uh, how are you? Uh, any uh, problem? Anything we can help? Anything they can do? I think uh, they, they just say, how are you? I feel cheer up. Serateno and Lou were too busy taking care of business to pay much attention as dozens of reporters swarmed around Governor Gavin Newsom, touring devastated businesses just a stone's throw from Caruso's in the Sandcastle. But his just-proposed budget for 2023-24 suggests $8.6 billion to tackle water and drought issues, including flood protection. For the California Report, I'm Rachel Myro in Capitola Village. In Santa Barbara County, cleanup is underway now that evacuation orders have been lifted. KCBX's Benjamin Perper reports. 
Sheriff Bill Brown says he considers evacuation and shelter-in-place orders in areas like Montecito and Carpinteria a success. There are no reports of major injuries or deaths. However, he says there is still plenty of damage across the county and that the storm is still a lingering threat throughout this week. This week's evacuation orders came exactly five years after the deadly 2018 debris flow that killed 23 people in the same area. Santa Barbara County Supervisor Doss Williams says the success of this week's evacuations show the area has come a long way in preparing for disasters since then. The fact that we have come through this uh, storm in Santa Barbara County uh, without major injury proves we're not cursed, but in fact, we're blessed. Given the scale of the, the rain event, we pass through close to unscathed and will be even stronger in the future. Rain is forecast to return to the area this weekend, but for now, the biggest threat to the county has passed. For the California Report, I'm Benjamin Perper in Santa Maria. Elsewhere in Santa Barbara, my California Report co-host Saul Gonzalez spoke with Teresa and Frank Lomeli as they assessed the damage to their home from street flooding. And that water level was just up to the wall right there. See that wall? You're saying about, what, three feet? Yeah, three feet. three feet. So yeah. what do you do if there's another storm and another storm after that that's just as powerful or maybe even more powerful? Better preparation and hopefully um, the city will pay more attention to the areas in Santa Barbara like this street that is so much affected by the the flooding that maybe they'll focus on some sort of solution for us. Because it happens all the time that we get a big storm. This is the worst it's gotten as far as we've been here for like 13 years and this is the worst one. Their middle-class neighborhood experienced some of Santa Barbara's worst residential flooding. And it's not just neighborhoods and homes. People were stranded in Santa Barbara and surrounding communities because of road and highway closures, something many travelers are experiencing across the state. In a line of waiting drivers along the then-closed 101 in Carpinteria, oil worker Gilbert Torres explained to Saul how it was easier to get from his job offshore to the mainland than it was to get to where he was going in Ventura County. I just came up from work. I'm coming from offshore oil rigs. Oh. And I came in on the boat hoping that the 101 was going to be open. And uh, yeah, so it's closed. So you're just here for now, parked? I'm here for now, parked, uh, waiting, hopefully... You know, it opens up soon. How were conditions out on the rig? Oh, it was really bad. You know, 50 mile hour winds, uh, rain, worse than this on a consistent basis. And uh, for about three to four days, it's been like, like this out there. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. 
Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. In Merced County, the town of Planada remains evacuated. All 4,000 residents were ordered to leave yesterday morning after the Miles Creek breached. Mike North is a public information officer with Merced County. So that's an operation that takes a lot of time. They had high water vehicles out there transporting people to buses and moving them to shelters uh, where they had uh, cots, food, and supplies available to them. North said that if people needed assistance evacuating, they should reach out to the sheriff's office and, of course, call 911 if they are in imminent danger. The county has set up two shelters, including one at the Merced County Fairgrounds. And that's the California Report for Wednesday, January 11th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories, in stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. The California Healthcare Foundation, listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare system undermines their pursuit of good health, on the web at chcf.org/lbca. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at schmidtfutures.com. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.